Hello again, Braves country. This is the Braves Craze podcast. It's December 2nd, 2020, and welcome to the show. Uh, we have had some news happen today, so I want to cover the non-tender situations and signings and, and the one person that was non-tendered uh, and a couple other things I want to talk about. But if you will, first, uh, give me a follow on Twitter at Dr. Braves, and please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. So before we get into the non-tender news, I do want to say congratulations to manager Brian Snitker, who was voted manager of the year uh, this year. So I do think Brian is certainly deserving of this. Uh, I've been very vocal about how much I like Brian. What a good job I think he's done. Uh, This year, obviously, with the bullpen, or not the bullpen, but the starting rotation basically imploding, uh, losing Mike Fultonavich to just not being very good and, and, and being off the roster, uh, losing Mike Soroka to the horrific Achilles injury early in the year, uh, losing Cole Hamels to basically signing all that uh, signing all that money and never pitching, and then losing Sean Newcomb uh, to just basically not being very good again and not being ready to go during the season. Not to mention struggles from Kyle Wright, Bryce Wilson, and anyone else they tried. Uh, Brian piecemealed that rotation together and got the Braves within one game of the World Series this year. So. Well-deserving. Congrats to Brian Snicker. He's the right man for the Braves managerial job, uh, and I'm glad we have him on our side this year and in a few years to come in the future. So uh, on from that now, I do want to talk about today was the non-tender deadline for some of the Braves players. Uh, We had some guys out there that we thought might get non-tendered. We had a few guys that I thought would get probably re-signed and they would tender a contract to. Uh, and all this did happen. It just didn't happen to who we kind of thought and I kind of thought it would. So let's start with how it kind of went down today. Uh, the first person that got tendered a contract was Johan Camargo. Uh, Johan got just over a million dollars to stay with the Braves. Uh, I was kind of worried Johan might get non-tendered. I mentioned on the, the last podcast that I, I thought he might just because that was one of the rumors and Johan has not had his best stretch for the last couple of years playing, but Johan's a valuable guy. Uh, you know, again, I'm a big Johan Camargo fan. Uh, I think he needs to play more. Uh, you know, I'm assuming we sign Johan back at this 1.2 or so million dollars to be a utility, super utility kind of guy like they talked about a few years back, and uh, maybe a Marwin Gonzalez type. Uh, but Johan seems to kind of be a guy who plays better when he gets more at bats. So I hope this year that that Snit can find a way to get him in the lineup, move him around some, uh, use him at different positions. To, to spell some guys. Uh, I also kind of thought if we have a DH, which, number one, it's kind of crazy we haven't announced if there's a DH in the National League or not yet, but if there is a DH again, it might be a good way to use Johan to play DH a little bit, and then more than that, uh, to put him at about five positions, some first base, second base, third base, a little short, maybe even in left field, and give those guys at the regular positions a chance to DH some, resting them from having to play the field uh, all the time. So, that's an idea for Johan as well, but but I'm glad he's going to be with the team uh, at a good price for an experienced utility guy like Johan. Uh, next, I want to talk about Grant Dayton, who also they they, they tendered a contract to. I believe Grant got one year and nine hundred thousand. You know, Grant Dayton's a pretty good pitcher. Uh, you know, he didn't contribute that much in the playoffs, but during the regular season, he was quite good. Uh, you know, he doesn't pitch a lot, and he kind of seems to be on the the shuttle back and forth to Gwinnett some, but a good left-handed pitcher can come in and do a little middle relief for you, uh, do, do some spot pitching outings out of the bullpen. 
So $900,000 for Grant Dayton, if nothing more than having a insurance type lefty guy out of the pen is a really nice deal for Grant Dayton. Uh, Luke Jackson actually got tendered a $1.9 million contract for a year. Uh, you know, Luke's kind of the scapegoat sometimes. A lot of folks like to fuss about Luke because he gets banged around some. Luke Jackson's got lights out stuff, throwing high 90s, 96 to 98, uh, with a wipeout slider. So, you know, having Luke Jackson around at that price, I am just fine with. Uh, Luke's a good player and, and a guy that I think can be used in a different scenario uh, in, the, in, in the bullpen, from being a long guy uh, to a middle guy to even a short guy at the back end of the rotation if he's on and, and doing what Luke Jackson does in a good way. So. Uh, those three guys, I, I weren't sure they'd all be tendered, but they were. Uh, the shocker and news that I just still am kind of completely floored about is that Adam Duvall was non-tendered. Uh, Adam was set to make about $4.7 million, I believe, this year, uh, just under $5 million. Uh, coming off a great season, uh, you know, I really thought Adam Duvall was the no-brainer to tender a contract to, yet the Braves non-tender Adam. So... You can make a lot of things out of that that move, really, and and I'm not sure what the right answer is, but uh, one of the Braves' uh, statements they made, I think, was reported by Ken Rosenthal of MLB Network, was that the Braves wanted to keep left field kind of flexible, that they didn't know about the DH, uh, they wanted to have some options there, and, and paying Duvall that might not give them that flexibility. They might look to sign him later on, according to the report, but, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where we're just not sure. Uh, honestly, without having Marcel Zuna, Marcel Ozuna and the skepticism about him being re-signed, uh, I don't think the Braves will get him back, frankly, but I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think they will. Uh, Adam Duvall having him in left field would have been a huge deal for the Braves and, and a lot of insurance. 16 home runs in the shortened season last year. He's a guy who has a, a plus defender in the outfield, uh, runs well, got a good arm, uh, got tremendous power uh, at the plate. Uh, his batting average wasn't great last year, but the home runs were super. Uh, he had some huge hits for us last year in the playoffs and also in the regular season. Uh, and Adam's also a guy that, that did it the right way. I, I love the story of Adam Duvall going to AAA a couple years ago, uh, getting it figured out, hitting 30-plus home runs in the minor leagues, coming back to Atlanta this year and, and just being the guy that, that did it right, uh, you know, kept his mouth closed, played the game, earned his playing time, earned his keep. And that's really the reason I really think Adam Duvall should have stayed with his team. And maybe we'll get him back. But, uh, you know, podcast listeners of my podcast of the Braves Craze know that I'm a huge Adam Duvall fan. And I think having him at just under $5 million would have been a steal. So i got to question uh, what AA and, and the team is doing here with this one. Uh, I'm not a fan of not tendering Adam a contract at all. So on the, on the flip side, you got to figure – if you're not paying a guy like Adam Duvall $4.7 million to be a left fielder for us, or at least even a part-time player for us, the Braves have something planned. They got something else on the radar, maybe someone else on the radar. Uh, they're going to either make a trade for, sign uh, as a free agent, and, and plug into the outfield in the middle of that order because that's the only thing I can figure out is they want to have Acuna and right. They want to turn center field over to Pache uh, full-time. And I believe another person in left field for the Braves to bring in uh, and cover left field. It's got to be my thinking of why they may have done this. Again, if the DH comes back in the, in the National League, they would need two bats probably. And then Adam Duvall might be a guy they want to go back and get. I can only hope. But uh, 
And at this point in time, I've got to guess the Braves have someone they're trying to pay for that they want to afford with whatever money they have left from Liberty Media uh, at this point in time. So, again, a really strange move. If you'd asked me before the, the non-tender deadline who I thought got tendered and who I thought didn't get tendered, I would have guessed Adam Duvall was top of the list that they bring back and tender a contract to, and he's the only guy at this point in time uh, of those those guys I mentioned that did not get tendered a contract. So really strange news, strange day for the Braves. Uh, but again, I, I trust that Alex knows what he's doing and has something else uh, in the works to bring in to replace that middle-of-the-order bat, uh, which obviously would have to come from the outfield. I guess maybe you can go with a third baseman, and, and, and if you give up on uh, – Austin Riley or move Austin Riley to the outfield or DH if the DH is back. But, uh, you know, I, I just still think the Adam Duvall thing is quite the strangest move that I've seen by the Braves in a while. Uh, you know, along the lines of DH, again, I just have to say how crazy it is the National League has yet to announce the DH rule for 2021. Uh, we're in the middle of free agency going on now, and teams don't know if they're going to have to have another bat lineup or not. So they've got to get that figured out and get it announced soon. Hopefully, we'll know more about, about that in the very, very near future. Uh, I want to discuss one more thing today. It'll do a little more in-depth discussion on Charlie Morton uh, and Drew Smiley, who are the two pitchers the Braves brought in uh, via free agency this year. Let's start with Drew Smiley. Uh, you know, I mentioned last in the last podcast that the Drew Smiley signing I don't love, uh, but the more I've thought about it, I'm, I'm beginning to like it. Drew Smiley has been a pretty pedestrian pitcher most of his career. Uh, you know, he's not a guy that, that's been super, but not really bad. Career numbers for Drew Smiley before coming to the Braves, he was 35 and 35, 35 won, 35 lost, with a career ERA of 413. He, he did strike out just above an, a batter per inning at 714 Ks to 710 innings pitched in his career. Uh, last year, however, Drew took a big jump forward. Uh, with those numbers, though, in 2020 for the Giants. Uh, he was only 0-1 with seven games started, but the ERA was 342 and 26 in the third innings. He struck out 42 with a 110 whip. So he was exceptional last year uh, for the Giants, and we hope we can kind of maintain and catch some of that lightning in the bottle this year uh, for the Braves if Drew continues to do that. So, again, Drew has not been a great pitcher his entire career, but his numbers have trended upward here the last year, and, and hopefully he's going to be uh, the Drew Smiley that the Giants had as opposed to the one he's been for the rest of his career, which is still not a bad pitcher. He's still a guy who can need some innings even if he's that. So, And, and let's discuss Charlie Morton. Uh, you know, this is a guy that I wanted from the get-go. I love the signing. Uh, last year, you know, he didn't have his best year for Tampa. Uh, you know, he, he didn't pitch as well as he had in the, in the past. ERA was 474 last year uh, in nine games, and nine games started. So, you know, it's small sample size for the season. But before that, the last three seasons, Drew, Drew Smiley made – I'm sorry, Charlie Morton made 33 starts, 30 starts, and 25 starts uh, with Tampa and Houston. Uh, and during that time, he ate some innings. 194 two years ago with Tampa, 167 with Houston, 146 with Houston – uh, in each of those years, uh, with Houston, he was 14 and 7 in 17, 15 and 3 in 2018, and then in 16, then 16 and 6 in 19 with Tampa. So, uh, and also ERAs were all uh, below four, the highest being in, in 17, 362, within 313 and 305, 
and 18 and 19 with Houston and Tampa, respectively. Uh, also, quite a few strikeouts by Charlie. Uh, he, he threw quite hard uh, and still has some velocity. So uh, I love the signing. Uh, the two guys should be workhorses for the Braves. Give us innings. And we now have six or seven guys in our starting rotation uh, that should really help out a lot. So uh, that's the show. This was kind of an emergency podcast because of the non-tender situations. I wanted to chat about that. But uh, we'll be back soon with more Braves news. listening to the Braves Craze podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to follow the Braves doctor on Twitter at Dr. Braves.